2: It's two pros and a cup of joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with the here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. And um, apparently there is a, a heat warning. Uh, happening here in southern California. So now the uh people are concerned want to make sure everybody's hydrated enough for the Super Bowl. You gotta love that. It's eighty something degrees. You could
4: have a cold warning, a freezing warning somewhere else. Yeah, but we're not in Baghdad.
2: I mean it's eighty degrees. Like what are we talking about here? I don't there's, know. there's a heat warning? I mean come I'd on. I'd rather there be a heat warning. Yeah. It's uh so we've got uh, Super Bowl fifty six coming up and uh they lots got of uh conversation. Yeah. And, and I heard I thought that the stadium was cold I'm I'm down towards the field. I th- that was one of the things they said that it, it gets really cold down there. So why is this all, all of a sudden this heat warning a big problem? I just think they're running out of things to talk about, to be honest oh, with you. Interesting. I mean, come Who, on. Who's it a problem for? That, like uh, Zach Taylor saying, I'm going to make sure my guys are hydrated. He was asked about it. There's this well, uh, all of the Well, it's dry out
3: here, which is one of the things you got to get prepared for. I mean, you know? come
2: on, man. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, they, they, they played. Would you rather play in extreme hot temperatures or extreme cold temperatures? Extreme cold, yeah.
3: I grew really? up in it. Yeah, extreme hot. You, you got to worry about the, the, the center's ass sweating. Ew. You got to worry about slick balls. <laughs> well, I've never
4: had to worry about slick balls or yeah. that's uh, not or true. Sweaty butt. I
3: mean, that's not true. When you're out there that's tackling, good. you got to grab onto something, buddy. Boop. Those See, but ba- dad, hey, those balls get harder to grab. So if you're out there and they're all they're all
2: sweaty. So would you uh, would you uh, would you like balls, to uh, would, would you audible into a shotgun formation if a center had uh, like really bad swamp, swamp ass? Oh but, yeah, yeah.
3: Would you tell him to go change his pants <laughs> at halftime? Hundred percent. John Sullivan, my my <laughs> my center in college, mm. I made him go change his pants at halftime. Mm. Some, he might have had to change his pants just after warmups before the game. You can really caca it up. <laughs> I just I feel like LeVar's not telling the whole story here. That's that's very true. When it's that hot out there nope. and the balls get <laughs> slick, you gotta Nope. Harder to, they're harder to grab. I don't they're want anyone touching off. the balls
4: <laughs> after that. I Nothing.
3: don't want anyone rubbing oh,
2: them. To me, those yeah. balls are perfect. Listen, I don't know. He's not uh, playing along this morning. Yeah, it's, nope. just, uh, it's <laughs> just uh you know, a little uh man, a little swamp ass could be a problem uh, from time to time. So uh so there's that. Uh, all right, so let's uh in talking about the game, when we go to uh, Super Bowl 50 it's two hours in, you just now notice that? Yes yeah. staring you right in the eyes. Um, you said so, he you said the heat index. I was looking at the weather. Oh, okay, very yeah, sure. Uh, Sorry, I just noticed the weather. So when you've got uh when you've got these uh, these quarterbacks, let me let me ask you a question: Who do you think is least likely to get back to the Super Bowl next year between the Rams, Rams. and the Bengals?
3: The, the Rams, mostly because their salary cap situation okay. issues.
2: Okay, but path wise, the AFC I think is much more difficult. Than
0: the yeah, NFC.
3: I agree with that. But I also feel like the NFC West was the best division this year. They had three teams make the playoffs, two of which played off to a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, that's I
4: mean, true. And by We're,
3: the way, like Seattle, without Russell Wilson getting hurt, I'm not saying that four teams would make it in. I, I don't know how that would work out in the new seven team playoff scenario. But if he doesn't get hurt and they don't drop a few games, who knows what they are.
2: See so you don't feel like uh, so Cincinnati coming back uh next year is going to have to deal and potentially Aaron Rodgers but also you got all those quarterbacks in the AFC West uh Lamar Jackson you you would assume Baltimore's not going to be as as injury prone as they were last year based on just luck alone like at some point luck would go to their side maybe Baker Mayfield yeah, takes get, a step You get Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger
3: Who know I mean yeah healthier Baker Mayfield you'd assume they're better or maybe that thing just falls apart because of the frustrations he has of not getting a long term deal or whatever's going on there. I and mean, there's a thought, remember after the season ended, he was talking about maybe
2: <laughs> going somewhere else. I mean, yeah, his whole oh, that whole situation with Baker. Um so basically if you're the LA Rams, if you don't get it's it done now—, now, now never. Yeah. Now because or this is this is your second shot. I mean, you were there a couple of years ago. You came up flat. You, you've you've upgraded uh, at multiple positions. So now, and it being at home, I would assume that the LA Rams, like th- this, is going to be your best shot. There is as far always as... the
4: idea, though, if you do win, that guys will be a little bit more flexible on staying. I mean, we saw that happen with Tampa Bay this past yep. year. I mean, yep. it's the, and these guys aren't. You know these aren't a lot of guys that are new. Some of these guys have been around. If you say, "Okay, OBJ could go somewhere else and get more money, or stay here right. and keep playing," oh, he'd he's stay. probably going to stay here. He's going to stay. You know what I mean? So it's an older roster. It's though. an older roster. That's the issue too. Yeah. Is
3: then you you think about injuries? Yeah. I look at Cincinnati.
4: Hey, hey, it's a young team. They're young. Cincinnati. It's a lot of lot of rookie contracts going on. They're still still on them rookie contracts, so i I would say Cincinnati has the the better path to to coming back to the Super Bowl just because they're that good. I mean, I think that's one thing that has to be discussed um as we move forward is that Cincinnati is that good and and we thought it was going to be Cleveland out of the AFC north that's that good. We didn't know if Joe Burrow would, would come back from the injury and, and pick up where he left off and do even better. We didn't know that Jamar Chase would have a, a season that rivals, you know, Randy Moss. You didn't know that. Now all these different names, you know, Boyd has been around. You know, and, and and different names have 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 popped up. So when you look at the Bengals, the Bengals is the type of team, if they were to win this game, Even if they lose this game, you still look at the Bengals as this is a hot up and coming team because now they've had the spotlight on them enough where you can look at them and say, Huh, it's like, hey, it's a pretty good good roster you got here. (laughs) Hey, hey, (laughs) it's Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Um, like. It Cincinnati? could be the start. It could be the start of something.
2: And I also think Cincinnati's path to get here is more impressive than the Rams. Both both were wild card teams, so they had to play all the way through. Nobody got a bye week, so. The Rams beat Arizona. Arizona, I mean, that game was er over early. That was a home game for the Rams. Then they went to Tampa Bay. That was an impressive win, but they almost let that get away. And then they beat the Niners. So I think a lot of people realize dangerous team, but flawed. And it didn't look good uh, going into the fourth quarter there. Cincinnati had to beat the Raiders at home and get over a 30-year playoff win drought. Then they went on the road and beat Tennessee, the number one seed. And then on the road again and beat the Chiefs, the number two seed. And still. And had to come back. Yes. In the 18 playoffs. points down. And still, yeah. they're a five-point underdog in some places. I I just I I still think people look at the Bengals and just see them as the same old Bengals, and and maybe they're not getting yeah, a lot of love. But
4: no, but it does go back to what Brady said at the top of the show, which was the more you think about the matchup up front between the offensive front of Cincinnati and the defensive front of the Rams, it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch. It is a mismatch, and. If they can do things to keep keep that defensive front guessing or off balance, then you would think that they have a chance. But the likelihood of a game this big, with the type of experience that they have along that defensive front, I just you, it, you begin <laughs> to come to the conclusion that. They're probably going to dominate up front. Here's here are the things that I keep weighing in my mind.
3: We on the most people on the outside tend to over dramatize the difference between what Aaron Donald is as a player and what whoever plays right guard, Idaneji or Carmen for the for the Bengals, for example. And they've had spots. There have been issues at that spot. That's why both have played. But it's not as big of a difference as we make it out to be. We make it seem like it's a world of difference when, look, even the best defense attack on the league, maybe the best defensive player in most years, it is still isn't as much as we on the outside think. And the truth is, the Bengals have dealt with this the entire year. So it's not like this issue is new for them. And it's not like they can't overcome nine sacks to win a game. They did that they versus did the Titans. Yeah. Now, the thing about that, though, is Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. I don't think that Matt Stafford's going to throw three interceptions. I could be wrong, but I think you know you overcome nine sacks when you're able to win the turnover battle, which is what the Bengals did in that case because they you know Titans had an inept passing game and offense for a period of time. So I, I just I guess I, I'm still floundering at this point because I don't know which way this thing's going to go because I, I keep thinking yeah that's going to be a mismatch but. They've dealt with it all year. Burrow knows that. He's athletic. He moves around well. And by the way, he's so different than Mahomes in the manner in which he moves. Where Mahomes will scramble backwards out of the pot, all this stuff. Burrow like plays the game the way like every quarterback coach in the country would be proud of. You know, he holds on to the football. He steps up in the pocket, and then he gets out and either runs forward or he's going to throw. Like he doesn't jack around back there. And I just, I, when I watch him, I love it because it's something that you can literally teach a kid and he can mimic. And it's not this Patrick Mahomes play that you go, wow, that's incredible. But you're watching it going, well, that's probably the only guy who can do it. That's why I always felt like Patrick Mahomes was kind of like the Steph Curry of the NFL, the way he came in and how he's played. Yeah. But the problem is you can't teach every kid that's young playing basketball to shoot up half court shots all the time and make them. So it's kind of, in a way it's it's cool. Incorporates more of a three point shot, but it's bad for basketball no different than watching Patrick Mahomes making, you know, blind throws or crossbody throws, you know, sidearm throws. There's a time and place, but it's not as much as he does it. And then you get little kids trying to do it and you're like, yeah, that that doesn't always work. Like people talked about Spencer Rattler as the next Patrick Mahomes at the college level. How'd that work out? Yeah. He's now at Ole Miss. And it's because there was times when he just couldn't play the game from the pocket like a Joe Burrow can. Well, he's in South, to South Carolina.
2: Oh, excuse a, me, South Carolina. Game South Carolina. Cock. South Carolina.
3: Uh, he's, he has he, a gamecock. Yeah,
2: are you're you gonna be excited for him. I'm a little, you get a little rattler in your uh, Shane Beamer. Your, yeah, a little Shane Beamer. It's good, good L- stuff Leonard there.
4: Floyd and Von Miller are going to give them hell off of the edges. Yeah, and it's not going to allow for when you have that third guy, like when you have a space eater in the center. But you have a guy that you can move around like Aaron Donald from down to down. It is unsettling for an offense to have to deal with all of that uncertainty as to where the hell he's going to be. You couple that with you have two legitimate... Von Miller, it's almost like Von Miller either is now playing harder now that it's the playoffs... Or has just really recently gotten himself back into game playing condition because his his level of play went up yeah. in the in the playoffs. And Floyd Leonard Floyd is one of those rare specimens of a guy. He's fast as hell. He's he's long, he's 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 wiry and he can get to the quarterback. Those those elements that we saw play out in last year's Super Bowl, as it's been mentioned, repeatedly, when you're looking at what Shaq and, and what JPP were bringing to the table off of the edges, it was the biggest problem. And it was a deficit they could not fix, they could not make up during the course of that game last year. And you take into consideration that Adama Sue is not the player that he once was, but he's still good enough. Yeah. Well, if you're looking at it from this perspective, if I'm looking at Shaq Barrett or JPP, I, I right now today, I'm taking I'm taking Leonard and and Von Miller. If I'm looking on the interior line as to who will be more impactful in those blocking scenarios, rather you know Adama Kinsoo or or you know. Aaron Donald? taking Aaron Donald. It's going to be difficult to find blocking schemes to minimize one of these guys. Right? Because you can't minimize all of them because right. there's too many right. of them.
3: Well, quick passing game where they can't get to them. That's how you minimize all of them. Uh, how
2: about right? Eric Weddle? Guy's playing pickup basketball yeah. and then the Rams call him and he might win a ring.
3: Well, they, the which, the which is, is amazing, but I also wonder with that secondary being healthy, to the Rabb forward, Nick Scott, yeah. like is he going to play that much, or how can you after you let him in tackles in the NFC Championship?
2: Yeah, I was going to say like that's he seems I like said. he's carved As out. He a came spot. out,
4: in, he came in hot, and that's he's a scene. He has experience, so yeah. there's leadership there. I don't he, think that they'll yeah. hesitate. I don't think Raheem will. Hesitate it, to use him or put him in if he feels like he's the hot hand.
2: Now, do you think he's going to feel like I don't that know if stink I though it, for
4: those guys coming
2: back. If, if if they if they win and Weddle gets a ring, do you think he's going to feel any guilt? Like man, but I wasn't here the whole no, year. Hell no. So just uh, just to play out position, would you wear a ring if you didn't play in the Super Bowl? Hell yeah, I was Bowl? in that
4: position the year before we won I the wouldn't. Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl F in New that. York. If I'm wearing I, it.
2: I need at least a kneel I was,
4: down. I was on IR.
2: Hey, Bernie Kozar got a kneel down at the end of a Cowboy Super Bowl. That counts. Um, If it's not a kneel down, I'm taking the Super
4: Bowl win and the ring. I am not. Yeah. I'm taking that bad boy. I am not. What about this ring? Nope. Don't want that one.
2: (laughs) Uh, Two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Harrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to talk with our NFL insider about the potential big time move in the NFL and a scandal that's attached to it. It's yours right here on
0: FSR.
2: two pros and a cup of joe here fox sports radio again 20 minutes from now we've got the bq news uh, as we uh, put a bow on this bad boy here on fsr right now though we welcome in albert breer senior nfl reporter from the mmqb always kind enough to join us every single week uh, a little bit earlier this week though because he's in <laughs> la uh, albert a welcome to the extreme heat warning or whatever the hell they're calling this uh, in southern california in february
1: yeah, this is really weird. I mean, I, I wake up every day. I feel like I've missed everything. You know what I mean? Like, because it's already like, I, I, I don't know why, but it's like whenever I'm out here, I I feel like I wake up and it's like, holy crap, it's already like 8 a.m. back home. What the hell has happened for like the last two or three hours? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, I,
2: it's not yeah, for me, it's, Albert. It's, it's,
1: uh,
3: uh, I'm huh? battling. It's not for me, Albert. I'm right there with you. I'm battling it too, man.
1: I love it. It's really, it's really weird. It's really, really weird. And I, and I thought you guys had comfortable weather out here, but you know, I'll be like I. It's like a workout walking to the, to the convention <laughs> center from
2: my hotel. I'm uh, icing my knee. <laughs> Lamar's icing his knee right now. He was at the convention center yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a wild one. Uh, all right, so the Dan Snyder uh, latest uh, investigation, he was going to do his own investigation on the investigation uh, I'll take on care him. of him. Uh, then uh, Roger Goodell said, no, that's not happening. We'll do the investigation. I, I just got to know, because it feels like this is now the umpteenth incident or situation or accusation against dan snyder over the past several years does he like why does he still have the team like how does that work like what what would it take for him to to, for the nfl to step in and say hey man there are too many times and too many examples of this being a problem we got to move on or does he just have something on the league and they don't want to pull the trigger on that because he knows where some of the bodies are buried
1: yeah, well, really, I mean, Jones, it's up to the owners, you know. And I, and I don't, and I, I've always felt this way. Like, no matter what's happened over the years, this is the first example we've had you know, of owners you know, acting in, uh, I guess, not great ways. Um, you know, like I, I, I don't think owners want to set the precedent of other people's teams being taken away, because they know that then Pandora's box is open, and um, maybe people will scrutinize them a little closer. So, you know, I, I think that that's, that's really the biggest reason why the barrier to take away at somebody else's team is set so high because, um, you know, the other 31, I guess the other 30, not including the Packers, um, you know, don't want to be in a position where their team could be taken away. Um, and, you know, I, I I think the other piece of it is, um, you know, like that I, I, it's just like I, I think that there's that that, that that, like inside that circle it's a little bit, I don't know. I mean like I do think that they all know stuff about each other. I like I don't think that the like the way that you put that is, is 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 off. Like I I think there is a little bit of fear that like if if we throw one guy like out of the club, is that guy now gonna, you know, come back and, and, and take out six of us, you know, for stuff he knows about it, the way we've done our business. So um yeah, I think those two two things are really it. Like I don't think they want the precedent out there of someone else's team being taken away. Um, and I don't think that they – and I do think that there is an element of every owner having stuff on every other owner. That said, I mean, yesterday at that press conference it was the first time I've heard Roger Goodell really speak o- openly about the procedures for owners taking another owner's team away. So it does feel a little bit like the the league office at least maybe a little fed up with, with dealing with everything that's come out with Snyder over the last couple of years.
3: Albert, obviously Roger Goodell addressed uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit and, and the fact that it has created more conversation, more concern around the hiring you know, the hiring practices of, of, of all the teams in the NFL, obviously in particular with, with minority coaches. Talk to me a little bit about where it goes from here because the question always seems to be, okay, we're now discussing it again. We're trying to improve on the Rooney Rule. But but how how do we create change? How does that happen? Do they even have a plan, or is at this point it's just for conversation until things die down and it's it's never going to be really addressed?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the thing, Brady. Is like it's like this feels exactly like last year, you know, where they were oh for whatever last year, and then David Cully got hired at the very end, and they were oh for whatever this year, and then Mike McDaniel um, and and uh, and Lovie Smith get hired at the end. And it's almost like like the league was scrambling at the end. And you know, I know there were some people within other teams that felt like the the league had influenced decisions at the end because how how bad it would look um, if they didn't have a single uh, you know minority hire the entire cycle. This is really going to be up to the owners. You know, they're the ones that have their fingers on the buttons to make those hires. And you know, in the end, like you know, they can influence the process. They can change the process it's a lot harder to change the outcomes. And, um, you know, I, I, I think there are ways to, 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 to address this. Um, you know, the biggest one, I think, is really just finding a way to network um, young coaches in general more than they have. Because one of the most frustrating things I know that, 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 that these guys have heard, I have talked to a lot of them about being passed over, is, you know, they continue to hear, well, I was just more comfortable with this other guy. Well, what does that mean? You know, like, does that mean when you get in the room you can't relate with, you know, a black guy or a Hispanic guy, same way way you can relate with a white guy? And if that's the case, how do you address that? And, you know, I I think the the best ideas that I've heard are to create networking events so you can get promising young coaches out there in front of owners. And so when those guys wind up interviewing with teams, maybe it's not the first time they've met the owner, you know. So there's actually a rapport there, and the two sides actually feel comfortable with each other. I don't think there's an easy answer because I don't know that you can force anything. Like, I don't know that you can force um, you know, three of the seven hires or four of the nine hires in whatever year um, to go a certain way. But I do think that there are more things that they could do, maybe not even to affect the process, Brady, so much as just affect the network of the NFL and make it so like not only do young – and I'm not saying just minority coaches, young coaches in general – have an opportunity to get themselves in in front of owners in an earlier time gives them the chance to have a better shot when they interview for jobs and also gives the owners a better chance to make informed hires.
4: What what have been the, the bigger storylines developing since you've been here on the ground?
1: You know, I LaVar, I think the, the one thing we always talk about, of course, is the quarterbacks. You know, and so, you know, I think... Um, what Matthew Stafford can do to alter his legacy in the game, you know, is a big one. And I think it's one that we're all going to be talking about after the game, you know, and if he wins, does the 13 years in Detroit sort of take on different context and do we look at him differently? And is he potentially a hall of famer? And then for Joe Burrow, this feels like a launching pad, you know, like I think that's the best way to put it is that, um, you know, at a time when you've got so many great young quarterbacks in the league and you know, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have already won MVPs. Patrick Mahomes has already won a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, look like they're going to be knocking on the door for some time to come. Um, I think this is a chance for Joe Burrow to sort of, I guess, distinguish himself among the group. And you know, you hear about like him being the ultimate winner. The amazing thing is, I can't think of a single, I can't think of a single time when the guy blew it in a big game. I mean, going back to college, like I can't think of like where he made even a play, you know, in a fourth quarter of a game where you're like, what the hell is he doing? Um, And so like, getting to see him on this stage as sort of like he's already been projected as this, like, ultimate winner, um, that's going to be fascinating too. And then as far as the inside the game stuff, um, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch the line of scrimmage in this game because I think on both sides, you know, a lot of people put the focus just on the Rams' defense versus the Bengals' offense. But I think in both cases, you know, uh, the defensive lines should have a chance to affect the game. So it's not just Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and Von Miller. I think it also could be Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard and D.J. Reeder and those guys for Cincinnati. So those are a couple of things. And then, of course, the fact that the Rams are at home. And I don't know if you guys have felt this way. I, I, it almost feels to me like if, if you hadn't told me and I just, you know, you know was dropped in this city, does it even feel like the home teams in the Super Bowl? It just doesn't <laughs> no.
2: Mean. Hey, welcome to Southern California. Like, it yeah. just has I been mean, the problem. I,
1: I tell you what, I'll tell you what. The only, well, the only thing that's like been a sign of it for me is you know, like on the city buses when they have like the little thing, like you know, the, the, the digital sign over the windshield that says where you're going. Like those say, some of those say, "Go Ram. <laughs> Like That's the only thing that I've seen this week like, that's like even indicating.
3: It's a
2: football town, Albert. Yeah, come on, Albert. It's a football town. Come on. It's a football town, baby. This isn't like soft Ohio where you guys are from. Get out of here. Nothing Uh, like the Midwest. (laughs) Um, Albert, so uh, I got to ask you, as far as this game goes, we were having the conversation, who's least likely to get back to uh, the game next year? By the way, Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Least likely to get back to this point next year for whatever the reasoning is, the Bengals or the Rams?
1: I'd think the Rams would be more likely to get back just because I think the pass for the Bengals is going to be more difficult. Now, the Rams are in a tough division, no question about it. I just think the AFC is going to be a gauntlet you know, for, the next, uh, for the next five to ten years based on the quarterbacks that are there. Um, and so you know, the, the Bengals are going to have to go through Cincinnati, go through, or go through Kansas City, go through the Chargers, um, they'll go through Baltimore, who I think has got a chance to bounce back. Go through Buffalo, and Buffalo, you know, (laughs) like there's going to be pressure on them coming out of the way this year ended. So um, I would say, just based on the conference they're in, it's going to be more difficult for Cincinnati to get back here. Um, You know, I I also think like with the Rams, the window may be closing, but I don't think it's going to be closed next year. So I do think that they're going to continue to act with a sense of urgency. Now we'll see what happens with Von Miller and Odell Odell Beckham, and whether or not those guys are back. They do have some free agents. But I just think you know, based on where the Rams are, Rams probably have a little bit of a better shot to get back.
3: Albert, I want to ask you about the Alvin Kamara news? Um, I, I think we're kind of past the point of maybe questioning the motives behind the NFL waiting until after the game to, you know, b- yeah. basically, you know, g- supply, if you will, Alvin Kamara to the uh, to the police officers. But where do we go from here? Um, it, it seems like he's in for a pretty hefty suspension, given at least what's become public.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think. I mean, obviously wait for the facts to, you know, really come out and he's got a chance to defend himself here. But I, I don't think there's any question about, you know, the fact that this is the sort of thing that the NFL's got to take a hard look at. And I, I also think that there's a subtle piece to this. Well, maybe even not so subtle, but that, you know, like being in Vegas and putting big events in Vegas, stuff like this always seems to happen. You know what I mean? Like, and I. And I don't want to compare one thing to the other, but you think back to the NBA All-Star game, and the NFL had a problem there, you know, with Pac-Man Jones. And so, you know, I do think that this is is something that the NFL is going to, I mean, have to look at over the next few years with the Super Bowl being there, with other events, the draft's going to be there. um, You know, and obviously the Raiders are there. We've seen Raiders players already get in trouble there. And, um, you know, it's interesting because Brady, this dynamic has actually existed where you live in Miami where, you know, over the years I've, I've talked to dolphins people about how they have to almost grade people differently because like how many kids at 22, 23 years old who have millions of dollars in their pocket can handle being in South Florida. You know what I mean? Like, the Dolphins. Dolphins
3: Albert, I don't know if somebody can't handle Buffalo. You know, at that age, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I would just—we we talked about this earlier. We just said, "Look, if if you're young and you're rich, that doesn't matter where you are. You can find trouble if you're the type of person that gets into a lot of trouble."
1: Right, but the trouble's right in front of you in certain places. You uh, know what I, I mean? What, what like are you the... referring
3: to, Albert? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, I live in South Florida. I'm, I'm raising no, no, a family. No, no, no. I'm raising a family there, for God's sakes, Albert. What are you referring to, please?
1: <laughs> there were some trouble that I could find for myself at that age. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just, but, I, but, but I, I've always heard that from Dolphins people, right? Like, is that they almost have to, like, like, there's almost like a different, there's a different level of maturity that it takes to be able to manage, like, what's right in front of you, and the temptation that's right there. And I think Vegas, like, is almost that on another level, you know? And so, I think the Camara, you know, to me, like, like the, the, the issues that the, the Raiders have had, and the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders went through with Damon Arnett and Henry Ruggs, and I'm not saying those things wouldn't have happened otherwise, um, but you know, I do think that there's that element of being there and being so embedded there now. And we focus on the gambling aspect of it for so long and that's totally, you know, a valid thing that that the NFL has to deal with. But there's also this other element of it that I think is gonna exist and I the Camara situation highlights it. And that's not to say again that like Vegas is this horrible place And you know Nobody can go there Without you know Doing effed up shit But uh, whoops
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah Hey Albert Brea everybody You know what That's what I'm talking <laughs> about That's what I'm talking about <laughs> Hey you know what sorry, sorry. Okay, Hey you know what yes. Uh, yes Yeah Yes Yeah Good
4: for yeah. you Albert yeah. Get it out of you,
2: Albert Dice Clay. You guys a yes right. delay. Yeah, no, no, you're, good. you're yeah. good. Oh, you're, you're good. the best. You're good. You're good. Where oh, are God. you? I'm going to hug right now.
1: You want? You want? You want to talk about not managing <laughs> my condition very well? <laughs> it's
3: but, I'm know, sorry.
1: It's normally, normally uh, it's 8 a.m. Normally it's 8 a.m. Uh, and it's 5 a.m. Uh, so uh, like, dad, I, me, I'm, talking, I'm, not, I'm talking. about kids not being able. to. the best part. And I can't. And I can't. And I can't even manage waking up early.
3: the best part was he. He's, he covered up the first one, right? <laughs> the second
4: one,
1: and then I sucked the landing bad was that. I mean, ne- I mean ne- we take t- in a yeah.
4: comfortable show. This hey. is a comfortable oh, setting, a comfortable. And be yourself. Yeah.
1: That one, that one just got that one just got right away from me. Yeah, that's sorry, all right.
2: And
1: and, and, I, and I, I, I expect that got, from a Buckeye. Just, it's the Super Bowl. I almost got to the finish line without doing something dumb.
2: And hey, there we go. It's, nah, and good. it's all good, man. That's why we have the uh, the, the dump button uh, ready to go. That and, thing uh, is blinking you got too. Got it in. We, we are we are all good. <laughs> well done. Well shout, shout out to people who are listening on the app. who Probably got to hear that. <laughs> right? No, it's no, fine. no one you heard, you heard it.
4: No one heard it. You're hey, no, we, We've all somebody heard it.
2: Yeah, we 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 <laughs> trust it. me. We've no all no one heard it. Albert, before we do let you go though, thirty seconds we got left. Yep. Pick a winner. Give us a score. And I'm not trying to lead the witness here, but um, do you think Cincinnati, um, if they're going to lose, do they lose by more than four and a half?
1: I am going to take the Bengals to cover and the Rams to win. I think my... I can't remember what the score I had was, but um, I, I see this sort of being a slog with maybe the offense is breaking out late in the game. I think my bold prediction for the game was like the last three drives are going to be touchdowns. Rams, Bengals, Rams. I, there's a huge part of me that wants to pick the Bengals because of Burrow's history and, and big games, which we talked about. Um, I just couldn't – I guess I just couldn't like muster up the guts to pull the trigger and pick the Bengals. So I picked the Rams. So I think it's going to be a close one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think Burrow will play really well. And if he has the ball last – and it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals wind up winning the Super Bowl.
2: Mm. Uh, Albert Breer, you can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. Uh, Appreciate you NFL reporter at the MMQB, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it again uh, next week. <laughs> are you
3: sure I'm going to be allowed? Oh, oh yeah. no, we are good. You're back, <laughs> man. You're coming yeah, you're good back. To go.
2: Albert Dice Clay, listen, we are all good here. Uh, so uh, enjoy the uh, game, Albert. We'll do it again again next week. All
1: right, thanks, guys. Sure that, there he is, yes, sir.
2: Uh, the great Albert Breer. That. Uh, <laughs> Well done. Oh, man. That's sly All right. Dog. Uh, two Pros and a Cup of <laughs> Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Up next, it's the BQ News right here on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
4: Up On Game with me, LeBar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
2: com slash sports tire the way tire buying should be yeah yeah big time man yeah it's almost here, man. two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox of the year on fsr i do not
4: pay attention to your <laughs> shenanigans anymore jonas oh you don't know, want to know where the bodies are buried nope yeah right There were some bodies exposed, though, this show. I I do. There were some bodies.
2: Uh, All right. um, So we're going to be back on the air, same time, same place, tomorrow, uh, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. One last look at Super Bowl 56. We'll make our official picks. Uh, We're going to have some shot callers, some prop party stuff, uh, you know, over-unders, all of that fun stuff here. So we'll get into that for you here on FSR. Right now, though, it is time for something we do on the show every single day at this time, and it's called this. (coughs)
0: News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn.
3: And away we go. All right, so we've got an update, by the way, on the death of Bob Saget. It's been reported that he ended up dying due to head trauma. That was the cause of the death. So uh, pretty obviously sad news to hear about it, but even worse, the way it ended up. Yeah,
2: yeah. there was a, like the early report said that they found him and they thought it might have been a heart attack because he had his left arm over his chest. Right. And so they thought that might have been a sign, but apparently there was bruising on the back of his head. Yep. Um, probably didn't think anything of it and passed away in his sleep. So yeah. a lot of people, uh, sad story. Sad deal, sad yeah. deal. Uh, well, let's move on, though, to the Super Bowl halftime
3: rehearsals. They're masking him right now at SoFi Stadium with uh, blaring bon- John Bon Jovi.
2: Huh. Well, I mean. <laughs> kind of interesting choice, right? Uh, oh, I love it. So so they don't want anybody to know what the surprise is, even though LeVar claims that he knows what the surprise I, is. I do know. Who is it? I'm not going to say anything. We're already off the air. The show's over. Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah, what's the surprise? Well, I don't think it'll be Ice Cube, because didn't he just do that, uh, that bumper car race at the Coliseum?
3: Yeah, so would they? I think it's Wiz Khalifa, because he just saw Wiz.
2: Well, he does yoga here. It's got to be.
4: Wait, what? <laughs> He yeah. does yoga, oh, right? He was out, out oh, of yoga. Bro, he, you guys were here when I met him. I know. Oh, I was sitting right out front. I know. Kalipa? But. Yes, Wiz Khalifa. So we could do yoga with Wiz Khalifa? I mean, y'all could do yoga with Wiz Khalifa. I'm, not, mean, I'm not doing uh, no yeah, yoga.
2: Listen, have you seen the way those hippies park in the uh, parking structure? Uh, I'm, I not, I'm not attacking the yeah, yogis I either. Yeah, have, I've noticed
4: how they're parking yoga. I
2: know they're very they're
4: expensive that. cars that <laughs> they yeah, drive. I yeah, do I know that. Know that. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Yeah. Hey, here's one thing we can look forward to uh, really for years to come now. The Manny cast
0: yeah, They're staying put at ESPN with
3: a new deal. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning, Omaha Productions is, is his company, but um, yeah, CEO of Disney, uh, Bob Chappell. He uh, he talked about it during the
2: first quarter earnings. Uh, so yeah, we got more of that to look forward. That's to. That's good. Yeah, because I, I needed more of that. Hmm. Yeah, I need I need to see uh, Eli Manning in front of a golf simulator uh, do yes! bad, do bad comedy. Can't and wait. Boy, here's it. the here's the glory to all God. this
3: is it's actually expanding their coverage. So they're going to collaborate on the UFC college football and golf as well for their Omaha productions and ESPN. Oh. Wait a second.
2: So Peyton and Eli Manning are doing UFC too? Apparently oh they'll God. have
3: some sort of offshoot of that or maybe they've got their own fighters that they're make, you know, incorporating as part of it.
4: Yes.
2: Listen, all I want to know from Eli Manning <laughs> is what happened to the memorabilia that you were slinging on the side. That's what I want to know. Like, can, can we get the bottom of that, please? Somebody get us to the – and also, why did he have Ben McAdoo fired because he started Geno Smith in Oakland? That's all I want to know. A couple of questions.
3: I, well, I, I think Ben McAdoo's suit in his that, first That could
4: have been the reason. That could have been it. I mean, that, for that that team, the Giants, you know, that suit. What's the problem? You think Ben –
3: you know.
4: That was a Kmart special. Now that yeah, it, it, it that was Gabe Brothers. You can't what?
3: you can't get that position to wear that suit in for. What's wrong with Kmart press conference?
0: I,
4: mean, Kmart? I don't think there's anything wrong with Kmart, other than if you are the new head coach of the New York Giants and that's the suit you're wearing. Did
2: you guys go to Kmart when you were kids?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, we had Walmart. What a place. We didn't a have any Kmart's close. Gabriel's,
2: Kmart, Sears. Kmart was the place.
3: Man. Hey, uh, last one. Mike Evans is recruiting Calum to the Bucks. So there's that.
2: Is he going to play for the Tampa Bay Rays? Or They're is he recruiting. Gonna, you know, <laughs> good good question. Yeah, I just, uh, he could, could play for both, right? Bah! Isn't it illegal to recruit some guy who's under contract? Yeah, it's tampering. <laughs> okay, well, hey, why not? You know, just if you can do it, you can do it. But, I'm uh, about
4: to go recruit this bit <laughs> and then these, these pillows. i myself today. Yeah.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.